didn't have to get all sarcastic. Yeah, I didn't have to say, when are you going to die? <laughs> <laughs> Douglas Slim and Juanita, the podcast. Christmas is definitely on the way. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> so excited Yeah, okay Maybe for me not so much <laughs> Why? Okay, I buy a lot of presents like, Oh, you oh, spend yeah, a lot of money Because yesterday I was at a shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And the background music was Christmas music Oh, how fun Ching, 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 ching And all that Do you have a particularly favourite Christmas song? The Christmas song Yeah, Christmas song The Christmas song It's called The Christmas song what kind of nonsense? <laughs> where where got Christmas song called Christmas song? God is the chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Oh, I thought that was Jeff called Frost chestnuts. <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I request one Christmas song? Chestnuts. My favorite is uh, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. You know the Because it featured. Yeah, it it was featured on a really funny Mr. Bean video clip. Wow, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, yeah, amazing. yeah. Amazing. So yesterday, uh, we were going to shoot really, so we had to ask them to to slow down the music. Uh-huh. Uh, and at that point in time, I heard that they were playing. Um, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. Are you familiar with that Christmas <laughs> yeah, song? Yeah, it's a weird one. Do you know what it's about, right? It's basically the kid woke up and then he saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, not realizing that actually the Santa Claus is the father yeah. dressed up as Santa Claus. And, yeah. he, and the, the line is, What a laugh it would have been if daddy had only seen mommy kissing Santa yeah. Claus last night. <laughs> actually, no, you know, if daddy had seen mommy kissing someone else. <laughs> I don't care if it's Santa Claus or, or Choi Sanye. That's going to get kicked back up the chimney. That is very true. Fly FM. So Thanksgiving happens on the 25th of November. Um, so leading up to that, I guess a lot of people have a lot of dinners and get-togethers. But why don't we celebrate Thanksgiving, huh? Uh, no, no. Thanksgiving is not a global celebration, uh, oh. Anita. It's a specifically American celebration. Something happened on the 25th of November in their history. That's why they celebrate it. Right. Yeah, you cannot simply go and hijack people's uh, national <laughs> celebration. Like, the Americans cannot simply go and take, okay, we also celebrate 31st August. Like, you can't do that. <laughs> okay, well, so in America, a Wanda Dench, who's in her 60s, mm-hmm. accidentally sent a text to um, 22-year-old Jamal Hinton, not knowing that her grandson had changed phone numbers. So Jamal Jamal's using her, you know, grandson's old phone okay, number. Okay, okay. So for some reason, Jamal still called her, told her you got the wrong number, but asked, can I... I still come for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, the the, the Wanda then sent out an invitation to the grandson to come for Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. But it reached this other guy. Yes. <laughs> this random guy. And this random guy calls us, goes like, oh, can I still come over? Uh? <laughs> Even though you got the wrong number. Like, they're not malu, right? Right. But... I mean, she she said yes. She's like, okay, sure, why not? Come over for dinner. What an unlikely pairing. Because <laughs> she's like a white uh, woman, right? Who's in her sixties, and yeah. Jamal is is a is a black dude in, yeah. in his twenties. Yeah. So this happened like at a time, I guess, where there was a lot of racial tension mm-hmm. um, in the country, which is why I guess it's kind of a very nice, heartwarming story. It is a nice, heartwarming story, but I think Malaysians are not that impressed, you know. Yeah, because <laughs> because we're like, hey, it's normal, what? Really? Yeah. yeah. You know, no, we are known for our welcoming personality, especially with open houses. Like, which other like yeah. culture? I think just opens the house and goes, come in, lah. <laughs> I like, think this is specifically to the specific to the Malay culture, though. You th- yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Like, have you been to to weddings where you don't know anybody else? 
I will usually know one or two people lah. Like mm-hmm. I would never crash a wedding that's like without anybody. You know. But here's I know. the thing in Malaysia: even if you do crash the wedding, no one's gonna call you out. One, no. that's true. They'll just they'll just welcome you. I went to a wedding in my housing area. Right? Yeah, it was a Malay wedding. Then I was there talking to the organizer, the father of the of the groom. Mm-hmm. And then right, I see this guy come in with his family, sit down in one corner, and start eating. And I was like, I'm sure he's a wedding crasher. So I go and complain to my friend uh, who organized the wedding. I say, hey, dude, do you know that fella? I don't think he knows anybody he's sitting by himself and eating. <laughs> and my friend is like, no, that's Jamal. Uh. I said, oh, oh, sorry, sorry. You know, you know Jamal, is it? He's your relative or what? He's like, no, he's Jamal Jamwan. He comes to all the weddings. <laughs> and then the other neighbors said, yeah, yeah, my wedding. So he showed up with his family. I was like, you know he's a wedding crasher, but you still welcome him. Malaysia boleh lah. Fly FM. So, Douglas is a certified ESL teacher, but sometimes his English is so advanced. He says words that nobody has ever heard of before. His latest word is mew instead of meow, like when his cat mewed. Yeah, cats mew. That's what they do. Uh, baby cats, if you listen to them, it's mew, mew. No, no cat goes meow. Nobody says mew though. Everybody says cats. Meow. Have you Googled this? Have you fact-checked this? Because I think for the longest time, as far as my education is concerned, it's <laughs> mewing. Cats are mewing. They are never meowing. Okay, so I did Google it. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the definition that I found. Oh, you actually did research, uh? I did, I did. You, you're, such a, <laughs> you're such a bookworm, man. <laughs> the difference between, because I'd like to be right. Okay, uh, so this is not about education, it's about being petty. <laughs> <laughs> you're correct. Okay, okay, the difference between mew and meow is that mew is a cat's cry, while meow is the cry of a cat. What kind of nonsense definition <laughs> is this? Subject and op- is a subject predicate nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So, what's your point actually? My point is that I was not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's subjective, like at the end of the day, Juanita, because humans can't actually duplicate accurately what an animal sounds like. Plus, plus, and this is for all your Anglophiles out there. <laughs> What's an Anglophile? Anglophile means those who like all English things. Ah. Okay. Like they like Downton Abbey. They like the sound oh. of the English accent oh, and all shoot. that. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, Douglas Lim, yeah, uh, fact for all of you Anglophiles, Douglas Lim does not do triftongs. What? Ah, uh, now. <laughs> a drift, you know what a diphthong is? No. A diphthong is basically two vowel sounds next to each other. For example, yeah. uh, now is au, now. That's okay. a that's diphthong too. Okay. So triftong is this stupid meow word lah. Meow is e au. It's too it's too difficult and it's too mafana. <laughs> that's why I always order chakwe tiu. <laughs> FM. So the new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home is out and it is epic. Touch that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man. We started getting some visitors. Confession, confession. I actually haven't seen the trailer. What? Yeah, so sorry, but just listening <laughs> to it, I can feel how epic it is. And the internet went crazy about this, huh? Yeah, but we went crazy not just at the fact that he's trying to undo the fact that people know that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, that was such a huge plot like revealed in the last one. Yeah, but also because there's a return of every villain from every universe of the Spider-Man movies. Shada. Yes, yeah, so <laughs> Electro, Sandman, and Green Goblin as well. I've often wondered why they didn't create a villain that is naturally very scary to spiders like in the real world. You know, what, what are spiders most afraid of in the real world? 
I don't know. Vacuum cleaners. <laughs> <laughs> they, should have, they should have one guy called like Captain Vacuum or something no, like that. that like he really sucks. <laughs> 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 but trailers are really fun to watch. I remember the first trailer that got me so excited. I don't think you know this movie that was called Blair Witch Project. Oh yeah, I know Blair Witch Project. Yeah, Blair Witch Project. The trailer and the marketing was genius. <laughs> you know, like they made it look like it was a mock documentary that they found these tapes that was recorded by a hand like camera. Those yeah. days, a shaky cam about these kids who went in to like try and find out the story about a witch who lived in this forest, and then Ooh. they were captured, and then eventually they found these tapes, and these tapes will reveal what actually happened. And we bought into the whole thing, the whole eeriness, the realness of the stuff. Oh, that trailer really blew me away, man! So, do you watch the movie? Of course, but you see, in the trailer format, right? It was yeah. only short, lah, like, two minutes, and so you can tahan the shaky cam and the blurness. By the time you watch it for like two hours, ah, uh, uh-huh. it wasn't the Blair Witch Project anymore. It was the Blur Witch reject man like people were <laughs> vomiting and getting headaches it was horrible <laughs> I remember everyone recommending it to each other just because it was so bad so they tried to like rigroll each other and when they come out of the cinema and they feel sick they're like ha 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 got you Momo are you wrong Fly FM so the trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home is epic we're hoping it's not just a trailer that's mind blowing which has happened before and that's why we're asking you what trailer impacted or disappointed you the most uh, hello hey guys hey, hey Billy. Billy hey thank you for calling uh, what uh, trailers have you seen recently uh, well not recently but the one that I have the, I remember the most my favorite trailer was the Godzilla 2 King of Monsters trailer I, when it came out, I watched it every day for a month. <laughs> the trailer was amazing. The music, that classical music, and then Godzilla is destroying things, and then there's Mafra and her wings like shoot out like rainbows. And it was like my favorite trailer ever to this day still. Right, but then you watch the movie. Please tell me that the movie delivered based on the trailer. Ah, no. Ah, yeah. why, why always say that? Maybe it's me overhyping the movie, but I don't know. I watched the movie, and halfway through, I I walked out. Wow, you serious? I walked out. I went home. Yeah, I I didn't like it. The characters were boring, and the music in the trailer wasn't even in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) So So, so what what did you do? You walked out, and then. I walked out, went home, and then watched the trailer again. La. <laughs> you are a madman, Billy. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. I owe that Billy, right? Yeah. He was promised Godzilla, but ended up God awful. Fly FM. So the trailer for Spider Man No Way Home is epic. We're hoping it's not just the trailer that's mind blowing, you know, which has happened before. Always disappointed with the trailers. So that's why we're asking you what trailer impacted or disappointed you the most. Belinda. Hi. So, like, recently, like, I was super excited to watch Dune. Oh, you saw the Dune trailer? Yeah, like, you know, it was like. You know, the cinematography was so good. You know, like Zendaya was in Timothy Chalamet. Honestly, I was super excited to have, like, Zendaya in it because, like, I'm a huge fan of her. So, like, 
I was super pumped to like watch the movie after seeing the trailer. Sorry to But, interrupt uh, you here. This like, what is this obsession with Zendaya? Because I notice a lot of uh, young people are, and Zendaya is constantly trending, right, Juanita? Yeah, like, we love her. Yeah, wh- wh- why? Ah, uh? is she very good? Is she very talented or something? I mean, like she's so cool. You know, like she's super like down to earth, but she's like funny, mm-hmm. and like she like speaks up on like important matters, and like um, yeah, she's like so pretty as well. So like, how can you not like her? Yeah. Okay, so well, did she? Perform really well in the movie Dune. Then the thing is, right? Like the whole like marketing for it and the trailer and everything. Like they hyped her up, like to be like a main star for the movie and stuff like that. But then when I actually watched the movie, she like barely had anything to do with the movie. Like she was mostly there at the end, and it was like so disappointing. You know, <laughs> I honestly feel like the end credits was like longer than her screen time. <laughs> <laughs> she only appeared towards the end, ah. She had like some flashbacks in like the beginning and mm-hmm. you know like and all that, but like ultimately she was like barely there. Yeah, I agree with Belinda on this because I watched the movie. I was waiting for Zendaya the entire time, uh-huh. and then in the cinema you can hear um, people talking. Right, where's Zendaya? Where's Zendaya? <laughs> and when her scene came out. We're like, oh, finally! <laughs> <laughs> Yo, oh wait, but but Dune is—is is it about like uh, another planet, like with like I don't know, sand and like a desert? Yeah, something like that. I don't want to give any spoilers to anyone who hasn't watched it yet, though. Okay, yeah. okay. Well, but 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 you saw a desert line in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. Okay, at least okay lah. At least the, the title didn't cheat you lah. The, the trailer may have <laughs> yeah. cheated you lah, but no. the title you actually saw a Dune lah. Right? <laughs> There were a lot of Dunes. You see, at least the title delivered, right? They yeah. promise you Dune, and you saw a Dune. Uh-huh. I watched Twilight, right? So little Twilight. Most of it's daytime lah. <laughs> They're in a classroom. Should just call it school time. <laughs> Fly FM. So a reporter asked a politician a question in English recently, and mm. before she could even finish, another politician interjected, telling her to speak in Bahasa. I quote: "You tanya bahasa Melayu lah. You Malaysian or what? You Malaysian tanya bahasa Melayu lah." Yeah, I don't know why these things keep happening here in Malaysia. I mean, yeah. politicians. Okay, I agree. You're doing your job, and sometimes you get very tough questions. But yeah. uh, I think you can also be firm and polite uh, yeah. and respectable at the same time. Yeah, and like no, like just know when to just stop, you know, and be graceful sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Like the reporter did stand up for herself, uh, which is you know good on her. She said, "Please don't do that to me. You can Ooh. always say properly." Yeah, he didn't. Obviously, he didn't stop there. He like continued on and say, "You respect me." I I respect you, lah. Yeah. What I don't get is how a lot of us actually can be firm and polite at the same time. Yeah. It's something we do normally, instinctively. Like for example, Juanita, when you go for family gatherings, yeah. I'm sure you get asked some tough questions or annoying questions or irritating questions <laughs> about your, you know, relationship status from maybe aunties and uncles, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, it's always you, the typical, yeah. you know, when are you getting married? When's your turn? Yeah. Got uh, are you ah. are you rude to them? No, I say I say you'll know when you get the invitation. See, perfectly polite, yeah. perfectly firm. Yeah, you answered the question, yeah. and you know you didn't have to get all sarcastic. Yeah, I didn't have to say when are you going to die. <laughs> no, 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 that one is not sarcastic. That's downright rude. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so about. so don't do that. So I see. If normal people can do this, I really kind of expect that maybe our leaders or future leaders mm-hmm. uh, can also do the same. But it's not that difficult. Just be respectful and be nice. But the big question is, 
So Wanita When are you getting married? Woi <laughs> <laughs> Eh you Malaysian or what? You tadi lah bahasa Melayu Oh <laughs> Fly FM So you know what Death notes Or spirit money is right? Yes uh, They're the ones that you buy From the shop Usually Chinese shop Yes And it is used for the Chinese uh, Like those ghost festivals Or ancestral worship Correct And you burn these notes And these notes are supposed To go to your ancestors Who are Okay When I say in hell I don't want people To get a shock And be like Why you Why you automatically Assume your grandmother in hell uh, For a lot of the Chinese cultures Wanita I don't know if you know this uh, There is no like Heaven concept yeah. It's just like ver- Various yeah, like, for, layers For Buddhists or Taoists Yeah Various layers of hell And so they're yeah. there And apparently uh, There is a healthy commerce <laughs> <laughs> uh, Happening down there And so these Hell bank notes Will go to them For their daily expenses Yeah They also have like Paper cars Paper houses yeah, yeah. And stuff right Gold nuggets I've seen Gold people nuggets. like Burn like paper uh, Handphones and smartphones I don't yeah. know how they expect To get signal down there <laughs> <laughs> So This guy Walks into a hotel mm-hmm. <laughs> This foreign worker right. And proceeds to pay For his hotel stay He goes to the receptionist And hands her Guess what Five million death notes Spirit money Five million Five million Spirit money In one note Yes Why in, one, he, in a few in, notes in, la. No, Oh no no Actually no See we immediately assume Right Like the biggest note That you should have on you Is maybe hundred Because the hundred ringgit Is the biggest note Uh huh because I'm, I'm thinking like this foreign worker, why would he think we have a note that is 5 million? <laughs> it doesn't even look like real money, bro. It's paper. <laughs> it's small. It looks like monopoly money or something, you know? But it, but it could be just cultural misunderstanding, right? It so, could be. Like, Juanita, let's say you went to Zimbabwe and you found a <laughs> note, right? And the note says 100 trillion. Would you think it's real or fake? I would go to the store and check lah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll be honest. Because I like, wouldn't know. But in, on first glance, you're like, a hundred yeah. trillion note. Are you serious, right? But some <laughs> some countries do have really large yeah. notes. Like I hear Philippines have a hundred thousand pesos notes. So I yeah. guess maybe that's why this guy got a bit confused lah. Maybe. <laughs> but, but walking to a hotel, seriously, with five million. <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> what? How, do you, how uh, expensive do you think this hotel is? <laughs> yeah, but lucky the receptionist like cleared it up for him lah. Lucky she didn't get a shock. <laughs> And can you imagine you're standing there in a in a hotel? You you expect normal things to happen. Yeah. Then this customer shows up and goes like, "I would like a room here. Here's five million. <laughs> <laughs> like, what room would you like with five million? You were like all of them. <laughs> Fly F. So a foreign worker walks into a hotel and proceeds to pay for his hotel stay with money that people usually burn for the dead, right? It's called death notes or spirit money. We're calling it a cultural misunderstanding, which happens a lot. So tell us, what's your cultural misunderstanding story? Hey, Rizal. Yeah, so I got a story about my cousin, right? Okay. This guy, he was... was born in Australia. He grew up in Australia. Right. And then uh, a few years ago, he came back for Hari Raya. Okay. Right. So he was introduced to the family here for the very first time. Mm. So he was very happy, very excited, eating all the food. Then I just noticed this for the rest of the day. He was like walking around the house, looking at people, you know, eavesdropping on conversation. (laughs) He just looked confused. I thought, why was he, why was he being so suspicious and shifty during a family (laughs) gathering? eh? I thought it was the rendang, but what I found out later in the day is, so he came up to me and he just asked me, it's like, uh, bro, who, which one of them is Zahir and which one is Batin and why should I apologize to them? Huh? You idiot, 
Kita pun pergi maaf Zahir Batin This is the phrase Not the person Oh no Because he's been away for so long He probably only understood maaf Like to be sorry And didn't realise Zahir and Batin Is like some You know some other Malay term lah I guess Yeah so for the rest of the time now for Whenever we see him We call him Zahir Batin lah <laughs> <laughs> Poor fella <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giggling to myself <laughs> Because I'm imagining If this happened during Chinese New Year yeah. Like poor fella is there And all the f- all Chinese guys are like Hey, kong si, kong si, kong si <laughs> And fast forward two hours later He's like Am I supposed to share something with somebody? <laughs> What is this kong si, kong si? <laughs> FM. So a foreign worker walks into a hotel And proceeds to pay for his hotel stay With money that people usually burn for the dead They're yeah, called the hell notes. death notes yeah, Or spirit money, mm. hell notes So we're asking you, what are some cultural misunderstandings that you've, you know, encountered? We've got some personal stories as well. Yeah, I consider myself an international traveler, you know. Wow, wow, wow. Like, you know, I've been to so many countries across the world. But even <laughs> sometimes, right, the cultural differences creep up on me, I don't, and I didn't realize. Huh. Um, I've been to Melbourne, I think, what, two, three times already, right? Yeah. I had not realized uh-huh. that I was doing the wrong thing because... When I first went to Melbourne, yeah. I encountered this greeting or rather this thing where the locals there would say, Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Oh, yeah, how's it going? And so I would answer, I was like, oh, I think today is going quite well. <laughs> you, know, no, <laughs> you are laughing, right? I didn't know if this was not the thing to do because... <laughs> I didn't go there for holiday. I went to Melbourne to work and so it was part right. of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. And so we all had our shows happening. So I genuinely thought they wanted to know how my comedy <laughs> run was going. <laughs> don't <laughs> laugh. Because so, they were like, what? We don't want to know about your day, man. It's just a greedy. Yeah, I had no idea. How's it going? <laughs> In Australia, it was uh, similar to like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> So then I was explaining to everyone I said, well, Australians are so concerned about me You know, like they always want to know How my theatre run is going Whether I'm doing well or not with my shows And I would tell them and they would be so polite They would stand there like mm, oh, mm, oh. <laughs> Now I know lah When someone says, hey, how's it going? You say, good, how's it going? Like you ask back and then, good And then finish, blah <laughs> You get lost But that wasn't as embarrassing as like My friend Alvin Wong He's his actor Yeah And he did a shoot in China, uh-huh. right? And then he was telling me stories. He said, like, uh, in the middle of the day, uh, he had a bit of a, you know, stomach problem. So right. he went like, excuse me, I need to go to the toilet. Uh-huh. And he was given an umbrella. What? Yeah, yeah. Very weird, right? Given an umbrella. And so Alvin like, looked around. It's not raining. So, oh, maybe there's the hot sun outside. So I guess, you know, there's people giving an umbrella to shield from the sun or what. Yeah. But he was like, politely, no, no, it's okay. Never mind. It's okay. No need. Right? Yeah. He goes to the toilet, then he realizes what the umbrella is for. China's toilets, most oh. of them, have no doors. Right. So when you go to the stall to uh, you know, relieve yourself, yeah. you open the umbrella and you put it in front to to uh, guard your modesty. Lah. Right. Yeah. So Elvin walked like a champion. Lah. No umbrella. What? <laughs> <laughs> Show and tell. Oh my God. <laughs> Fly FM. So we just found out 72% of young employees consider leaving Malaysia for better job opportunities. And this is like pretty high compared to Singapore's 55%. Wow, I didn't realize so many of our young people want to leave the country for greener pastures, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So it's because of lack of career development, lack mm. of appreciation or recognition, and lack of training opportunities. <laughs> These are like the major percentages. <laughs> or maybe they are just following the advice of some of our leaders <laughs> who are very openly say eh hey, you tak suka you keluar 
You tak suka You keluar So that okay Kita keluar lah <laughs> Serves us eh, right really right this is, this is some serious brain drain no? And I hear actually A lot of them I'm not saying moving very far away They're going to Singapore Yeah To do the same jobs yeah. That they are doing here But getting paid a lot more yeah. Of course there are some Who actually go to uh, Like New Zealand mm-hmm. And they pick fruits Now I know a lot of people say <laughs> Man, picking fruits is like slave labor and stuff <laughs> like that. But hey, you can get paid pretty well. Yeah. There was a guy on TikTok who showed a video of him picking fruits, uh, picking cherries in New Zealand. Yeah. And apparently he could make up to 540 ringgit per day. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can eat the cherry also. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a bonus. Yeah, I don't think that was why he actually left the country <laughs> to go and eat cherries in New Zealand. And don't eat too much. Uh. You cherry, bear it, no cherry. <laughs> No, serious. But but it's beautiful too. I mean, like you know, moving to New Zealand, yeah there's la. really good culture as well. There's a very high work-life balance there. Yeah, they yeah. emphasize a lot on mental health and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. young people, this is a plea from me, uh, a personal <laughs> request. Please, all of you, don't leave at the same time because I cannot take it. Like if you leave, then all the old people will have to take your jobs now. <laughs> and the last thing we want is a 40-year-old uncle on TikTok like being an influencer going. So in a survey done recently We found out that 72% of young employees Consider leaving Malaysia For better job opportunities But we don't want this to happen Because we don't want to end up With just old people Working for us Douglas, you've worked overseas before, right? Yes, yes, I have On various projects uh, Long term also got Short term also got And while I can say yes The uh, pay can be better In some sectors The working conditions uh, Can be quite tough one you know because overseas I realized the level of competitiveness can be really really high right. I'm not sure whether it's all industries or not mm-hmm. right? but I was there to shoot a movie uh, I was in Thailand yeah, and not very far away, right? Just, just, just Thailand. Yeah, but I found that the crew and everyone there, or oh, the Thai crew, were very highly qualified. You know, it was ridiculous to the point where, okay lah, the DOP is highly qualified. I understand. Yeah. Director highly qualified. I understand. Mm-hmm. The PA, what was the PA's job? It was basically a Thai fella whose job was to look at the actors, yeah. and after we finish a scene, bring a chair so that we can sit down. Right. Bring us drinks so we can have some refreshment. That yeah. was his job on set. Yeah. But he was a film school graduate Right Yeah, in Thailand They don't they don't care Like how well you do In film school or Whether you're a top student or not When you yeah. come out to work mm-hmm. You start as a PA And you work your way up And if you are wow. bad at your job There is a long line of people Behind you Waiting to take your job Right So the PA that was assigned to me This yeah. guy blew my mind, man yeah. I'm sitting down I'm an actor Considered a veteran actor yeah. He knew more about film than me He was like Okay, we are lighting here Because the sun is going to come up there Next is Magic hour Therefore we're using this filter I'm like mm, wow. oh, Of course Ah correct <laughs> Like lying through my teeth Because I knew nothing right. I didn't graduate From any film school And here I was Considered like One of the main actors Of this project So Young people, yeah, while working overseas can give you maybe a lot of experience uh-huh. and maybe a bit more money. I don't know, man. I still choose to work in Malaysia because yeah. at least in Malaysia, you can be mediocre and still quite successful. <laughs> Fly FM. So a major e-hailing app crashed recently. People couldn't drive. People couldn't order food. People couldn't do a lot of things. lah. I had an inkling something happened yesterday just an based inkling? on what was happening on the roads because huh. I saw some of the <laughs> yes great <laughs> no, great please I was driving right yesterday and I was like why are there so many idiots on the road today like <laughs> 
Like extra Extra dumb people On the road Like they yeah. were Driving all over the place They were not putting Their signals And parking especially Yeah So many people Were having ridiculous Trouble Just yeah. parking a small car You're driving a lorry I understand lah Yeah A small car In a, in a parking lot In out In out In out In out I was like Hey hello Just go in lah <laughs> Going through the toll booth Suddenly Got yeah. no no money Have to like Park your car not, Get down Not <laughs> just that There was one idiot I saw Who took out his handphone to try and QR code the toll. I said, dude, you cannot what? QR code the smart tag lah, you dodo. Uh, now I realize why it all happened because they're not used to driving. They, used, yes. they all used to take e-hailing. Yes, <laughs> the e-hailing correct. crash, everybody, alamak, must drive again. <laughs> but do you know why it crashed though? Yeah, yeah, the report says that it crashed for unknown reasons. It, Wow, thanks, Awanita, <laughs> for giving me absolutely nothing. <laughs> Thank me. Thank the e-hailing app, okay? This is the Douglas Slim and Juanita podcast. Hang out with them weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on Fly FM.